0: You're listening to the Coaching Your Family Relationships Podcast, Episode 81, Knowing Yourself Through Self-Confrontation. Welcome to the Coaching Your Family Relationships Podcast. I'm Certified Family Relationship Coach, Tina Gosney. I won't tell you how to fix or change your family members, but you will learn some very vital relationship tools here. And even more important, I will show you how you can affect positive changes In your family relationships, by creating more confidence and trust in yourself, allowing yourself to be uncomfortable and do hard things, developing emotional resilience, and so much more. When you do that, not only will your family relationships change, your life will change. Welcome back to the podcast, friends. I want to give you a high five for clicking on this episode because it doesn't sound like something that's gonna be fun to listen to, right? Self-confrontation sounds terrible. In a way it is, but I just wanna warn you, this is not for everyone. This is another way that we get to know ourselves. This is another important way that we build a strong foundation of the person that we want to become. We can't really come to know ourselves without doing self-confrontation, but it's totally your choice whether you decide to do it or not. Always a choice for you. I'm just letting you know that it's out there and it's a super powerful tool. So what is self-confrontation? This is the willingness to look at yourself honestly, specifically at the things that you don't wanna see and you open yourself up to them. It's like opening up a book that's been sealed that you were afraid to open up. You always knew it was there, You tried to pretend it wasn't there, but now you're going to take it off the shelf and you're going to open it up and you're going to see what's inside. This is often something that I do with my clients in coaching because my clients most of the time are coming to me to help them with a problem that they are stuck in. They've been trying to solve this problem in many different ways. They're creating the same patterns in their life that they don't like. They're not sure how to break those patterns. This is something that we use to start breaking those patterns. We start opening that book and turning the pages and see what's in there that they've not been wanting to see. I think so often we want to see the problems in our lives and we want there to be a smoking gun, right? We want to be able to say to ourselves, I know that there's this one thing. If I just knew that, then everything would be better and I could be happy. If I just had this in my life, this, this one thing that I just don't seem to be able to get. If I just had that, then everything would be great. And then I could be happy. What we don't want is that one thing to be us. We don't want to be the one that is keeping ourselves stuck. We want it to be something else. Something, if you just tell me what to do, if you just tell me what that thing is or how to solve this problem, then I can fix it and it will be everything will be great. But when that one thing is us, that's a really hard thing to look at. We want it to be someone else. We don't want to be the people that are creating the very thing that we're so unhappy in. And we think that it would be so much easier if it were something or someone else. Well, I have good news for you and I have bad news for you. Isn't that how this always goes? When it's you that are creating the problems, that is good news. Because you have the ability to affect you. You have the ability to control yourself. You don't have the ability to to control other things and other people. So if the problem is other things and other people, that leaves it out of your control. When it's you, you get more control over the situation. That is the best news ever. And when it's you, you have to take an honest look at yourself and that can be hard, really, really hard. Sometimes it's the hardest thing that you will ever do, and that's the bad news. But I don't really think that it's bad news. It just feels like bad news at first, and it feels bad when you're going through it because it feels like you're doing everything wrong. We're going against our very core ego, and I'm gonna talk about that in a bit. But just know if you feel really bad, You're doing some self confrontation. You're feeling bad. You're doing it right. That's kind of a hard thing to get into our minds, but that's the truth. So, self confrontation really is the willingness to look honestly at ourselves, specifically at the things that we don't want to see and open ourselves up to them. Taking a look at what is true about you is hard and it requires strength. It really makes you put yourself in a vulnerable position. Nobody wants to be vulnerable. That's another one of those words that we we just don't want to even hear. We don't want to go towards. It sounds terrible to be vulnerable. It sounds terrible to do self-confrontation. It just sounds like the worst thing ever. Why would I ever want to do that? Vulnerability is often thought of to be a weak person. If someone is vulnerable, we say the most vulnerable in society. It's those people, you know, children, um, those who are ill or who are not physically capable of taking care of them themselves. That's where we usually put this label of vulnerable. But what if you put yourself in a vulnerable position of opening yourself up to things that you've been hiding inside yourself because they were hard to look at? That requires a lot of courage and strength. It requires courage and strength to go there with yourself, to shine a light on what you've been hiding or pretending not to know about yourself, to shine a light on the way that you have been creating the very problems that you're hating in your life, the ones that you want to get rid of. This is a hard thing to do. Courage is really... Having the strength to stand up and tell yourself the truth. This can be an act of bravery. This is truly an act of bravery, standing up and owning what is true about you, even when it's hard to do that. That takes courage and that puts you in a vulnerable position. You're not really going to know yourself at a core level until you have done some self confrontation. If you're not willing to go there, you will limit your own growth. If you're only willing to look at the things that you like about yourself, you're not actually seeing the, own, the whole picture. It's really like looking at a picture of yourself with half of it covered up. You don't really know the whole you without looking at those parts of you that you don't like. The parts of you, yourself that have been hiding that you've not acknowledged up until this point. And being honest with yourself is the core. It is at the very core of a healthy self-esteem. Self-esteem does not mean you only focus on your strengths and you just tell yourself that you're a great person. That is not what healthy self-esteem is. It is seeing the good and the bad in you. When you can do both of those things, when you can acknowledge your strengths and your weaknesses, that creates a healthy whole person. Self-confrontation will cre- will create a deeper relationship with yourself. It will give you the ability to create deeper, more intimate relationships with others, specifically your family. Now this is going to be hard. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that it's going to be easy. It challenges your ego, and your ego really it's that part of your brain that wants to protect your favorite view of yourself. It has a story in your mind, you have a story in your ego about who you are and about what your life is supposed to look like and the things that are supposed to happen to you and the way people are supposed to treat you and the way other people in your life are supposed to perform. We all have these stories. Our ego creates these stories. That's its job. When we start to challenge that view of ourselves, it can really feel very, disconcerting like our foundation is really crumbling beneath our feet it challenges that sense of who you are of who you think you are sometimes we get thrown into a new story not out of our choosing we get thrown into a new story by situations um, that happen to us in our lives and we get forced into this point of having to create a new story and really look at ourselves That's not always the case. Sometimes we, if we want to grow, we have to choose to go there. And even if you're choosing to go there, you're not being thrown in it out of your, against your will, your brain is going to choose the old story. Your brain is going to want to go back to the story and say, that is the life that I want. I don't want this new one, I want the old one. Even if it was a story that you didn't like, because your brain is always going to choose the pain of the known versus the pain of the unknown, because we don't know what's over there. We already know how to experience this pain over here that we're in, that we've been in for a long time. We've been here for a long time and it feels comfortable to be in this pain. We know how to deal with that pain. We don't like it, but we still know what it is. When we move into a different story, we move into opening things up about ourselves that might be hard to see. We are opening ourselves up to pain that we might not be able to handle. That's what our brains think. I can't, I'm not sure if I can handle that pain over there. So I'm just going to keep that door shut. Not going to open up that book. But when you bring out things that you've hidden from yourself about yourself, it can be very hard to take a look at those things. It can bring up a lot of shame and shame really tells us there's something wrong with me. That's In in its core, that's what shame tells us. And I want you to tune in the first week of February for the first episode in the Love series. And I just recorded that with Amy Gianni, and we, we do a pretty deep dive into shame. And there will be a lot more about shame in that episode, about what it says to us, how we react to it, what we can do to get out of it. So I'm going to send you there in the future, right? Because it's not February yet. I'm going to send you there to the fu- this future episode to listen to that episode with Amy Gianni that will be coming out on February 2nd. Now, why do you, if this is so awful, doing self-confrontation is so awful, like I'm telling you it is, why do you want to do it? Well, maybe you don't. Maybe you're content to stay right where you are right now. Maybe you're saying, this has worked for me for this long, and I don't think that I need to change anything. So maybe that's not, maybe you don't want to do self-confrontation, and that's okay. You get to choose if you do this or not. But when we choose not to self-confront, we are also choosing to not really mature in some vital ways, and we're choosing to not grow in some pretty vital ways. So you're going to have discomfort in your life. We just can't avoid that. We have discomfort. You can have the discomfort of growth, which is a productive discomfort, and you can move into self-confrontation. Or you can have the discomfort of not growing. That's an unproductive discomfort. You have the discomfort of staying where you are. Either one is your choice. No one's forcing you to do this. I'm just telling you that this option is out there. And we deceive ourselves all the time. Self-deception is a super, super easy place to go. We are very good at telling ourselves why we do the things that we do and justifying all the reasons that we do them. But if you're willing to look at the things that you don't like about yourself, willing to look at the reasons that you do things without justifying them, That is a choice and you're the one that gets to make that choice. It's going to be, you're going to have discomfort either way. You get to choose the discomfort that you want. If you do choose to open yourself up to the discomfort of self-confrontation, you will gain a greater understanding of who you are. You're going to open yourself up to the ability to grow emotionally. Putting yourself in a vulnerable position, like I said before, is a position of strength. That is growing yourself up emotionally by choosing to move into times of discomfort purposefully in order to support your own growth. Maturing physically is not something that we have a lot of control over, it just happens to us. But maturing emotionally is something that we have to cause to happen with our own actions. And a big part of that is self confrontation, it's uncomfortable where it's going to cause anxiety in us. But remember, we have anxiety and discomfort either way. But this is the choice to be uncomfortable through growth. It's productive discomfort. Another thing that it does is open yourself up to greater intimacy with yourself. Intimacy is the willing to know and be known. To know yourself, to really know other people, to let those hard parts of yourself be known by you and by other people. This brings up a lot of fear in us because there's things that we each hide. We all have shame, there's all things that we, we all have things that we hide from, from other people because we think, if someone knew this about me, they wouldn't like me, it would not be okay. And if you're afraid, if this brings up fear in you, then you're doing it right. We think that that fear means we need to pull back. No, it actually means we need to go forward. So how do we do self confrontation? We ask ourselves questions like, what am I pretending not to see about myself or my part in this situation right now? Asking yourself that question can open up a lot of things for you because we like to complain. We like to blame other people for the situations that we find ourselves in. We like to justify our own position and we like to point fingers at other people, or just to complain about something and not take action to make any effort to change it. So we are all pretending to not see things about ourselves and our own part in the situations of our life that we are creating. Another question is, what would it be like to be in a relationship with me right now? Looking at yourself from another person's point of view can be very powerful to really look at what you're doing in a relationship and say, if somebody else was doing this to me, saying this to me, treating me this way, what would I think about that? How would that be for me? And to take an honest look at what your part in a relationship is. In the episode that was dropped a couple of weeks ago with the four tendencies with Leah Davidson, Leah mentioned a quote about my children's eyes lighting up when I walk in the room. I looked up that quote. I wanted to see what the full quote was, and it's from Toni Morrison. And Toni said, when a child walks into the room, your child or anybody else's child, do your eyes light up? That's what they're looking for. And I would really turn the tables on that. When you walk into a room, do your child's eyes light up? Do your spouse's eyes light up? And if not, who are you being that that is not happening? Does it have anything to do with you? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but that's what we want to look for. Who am I being in this relationship that I'm not lighting up somebody else's life or their eyes? You can tell that through their eyes, right? Looking at yourself from another person's point of view, super powerful. Another thing we can ask ourselves. What am I saying that I want but not doing anything and doing my part to get it? Am I acting like a person who really wants this thing that I say that I want and doing the things that needs to be that need to be done to get it? If I'm not, if the answer that you get is no, then ask yourself why? What are you afraid of? What are you protecting? Are you pretending that someday it's going to be easier and someday you'll do it when you feel better and you're just waiting for that day? Is there a different, more meaningful reason that you're not doing it? What are you holding back from? Do you have legitimate fears around doing this thing? Are they valid? Or are you just afraid of failure? Are you afraid of addressing failure in your own life? These are all great questions that you can ask yourself. Another thing we can do to self-confront is to ask people in our life questions. And I will warn you that this can often be even more difficult than asking yourself questions because we all have our own blind spots when it comes to ourselves. Other people often see us better than we see ourselves. And these questions might not be ones that you want to just ask any old person. You might want to just address these two the people in your life who are meaningful and who you care about your relationship with, who you want to move into a more deep, more loving relationship with. And before you ask these questions, I want you to ground yourself, get yourself to a place where you feel very strong and you feel grounded and a place where you leave defensiveness aside. Because your first reaction when you get the answers will be to defend yourself. That's just a human nature response. So make sure you're in a very grounded place. Prepare yourself to have some answers that you might might be really hard to take a look at. You can ask this person, what do you see in me that I'm not seeing in myself? And then just listen for the answer. At first, they probably will be very surprised. So you might want to actually preface this with, I've been trying to work on myself. I really want to be working and seeing things that I'm not seeing about myself. And I need for you as an outsider, you're outside me. I need for you to give me some honest feedback and I'm willing and open to receiving that right now. What do you see in me that I'm not seeing in myself? You might need to give this person some time to think. They might not need to think about it, but they might need to think about it. So if they ask you for some time, make sure you go back and revisit this question. Is there another question you can ask is, is there something that you want me to know about myself that I don't see right now and you're afraid to tell me? That is a really vulnerable question. Again, be grounded be strong in your own emotions and watch your own defensiveness as you receive answers. Now, the answers that you get from people, they're going to say things according to how they see you, which also might not always be entirely accurate. The way you see yourself is not entirely accurate. The way other people see you is not always entirely, entirely accurate. So you may need to filter through things and weigh the answers that you get and say, is this something that is true? Is this a truth that I am not seeing in myself? Is this something that I need to take a look at and a truth that I need to take in? Or is this something that I think that they're, they have a different reason that they're telling me that it has more to do with them than it does with me. And so I'm going to put that down and not pick it up. You get to decide what are you going to take in? What are you going to put down? Because for sure, whoever you ask is also going to have some things they say that have to do more with them than with you. But be open to whatever your person tells you. And if you want to really move into self-confrontation, take a look at those things and ask yourself, okay, how can I be better? How can I be more honest and open with myself? When you are willing to look at these parts of you that you want to keep hidden and you acknowledge them, you say, there's good in me. There is a lot of good in me. There's also some bad in me and they're both okay. This makes up a whole person. There's good and there's bad in all of us. But as I am willing to look at both the good and the bad, the things I like and the things that I really don't want to see, but I'm willing to look at them, I become a stronger person. I become more emotionally mature. I know myself better and deeper, and I can see my own limitations. I see my own weaknesses, and I can work on those. And that's a good thing. That is a beautiful thing. This is a vital step into knowing yourself, a vital step into becoming a person with a strong foundation. It's called self-confrontation. Remember, if you are feeling fear, if you're feeling ungrounded, a little bit like you are standing on shaky ground, you are doing it right. That does not mean anything has gone wrong. So again, I'm giving you a virtual high five for clicking on this episode, for listening all the way through. Self-confrontation, even opening yourself up to it, requires courage and vulnerability. But I know that you have the courage to do this. Challenge yourself to embrace the growth, the productive growth, the uncomfortableness of growth and moving into self-confrontation. Don't forget that I have a free download, a free PDF for you that you can find a link to in the show notes. It's 30 journaling questions that you can use to start to know yourself better, to know the parts of you that you've suppressed, that you have forgotten, and that you had to squash a long time ago in order to fit into your system that you were in as you grew up as a child. So go to the show notes, go download that link, and I will see you next time.